0: Buddy and welcome to The, the Big, big ones. ones! I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And this is The Big Ones. Each week, we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical
3: decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Adam, Adam Schatz. Oh, hi.
2: I love it. I love it.
0: Adam, welcome. You guys know Adam because he's a musician. He's like a big time musician.
2: Oh, I conned you. I conned my way on here. I'm not he's a... He's in uh, the band
0: Landlady. He that's did a true. tiny desk concert, for gosh sake.
2: That's true. That's definitely true. Um, that's big time. Yeah. Thank you. This is it's actually a really it's a wonderful thing because I'm I'm adjacent to your industry, which means Mm -hmm. there's like a perception of things that isn't uh, necessarily accurate, which I think can be said the other way, too, because, you know, you you both are big deals to me. So this is a beautiful (laughs) this is a beautiful thing.
3: That that is so nice. And so Adam is a, a big ones listener as mm-hmm. well. So we mm-hmm. always love to have our listeners on as our guests because it just, you know what, it makes things easier. You get it. You get it. You're hearing you've already gotten it. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. have to explain it.
2: No, it's an issue of respect really when you think about it. It's just you want to <laughs> you want to people on who 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 respect you.
3: Yes. yes, and when Adam invites Maria and I to be on one of his albums as, yes. I don't know, ba- backup singers?
2: No, front.
3: It'll be mutual. Front front, front sing- singers. singers.
2: <laughs> I'll be in the back. I'll go to the back. Yeah, what I'll do, I'll just make a, I don't know, I'll put together like next week or something like three hours of, of music. It'll be a lot of drones, a lot of sort of like <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: ambience, maybe some some like layered bits of incoherence and then you both just do your things and it'll be out. I mean, we can do this with a really quick turnaround.
0: I we would love that. You know, we that did we great. used to make music. Uh that's no lie. We did Amanda, do you
3: remember the song about the flea that we wrote? I couldn't forget. And I have to say Maria is the real musical genius in the in the two sub, but I just follow le- her lead.
1: What? And we also
3: did a s- song about
0: Amanda was a space alien that came down. Do um, you remember that song? I, I remember. the a yes. girl named Amanda. And it was about um, she was an alien. She came down and she taught all these children about life. And then she went away in the end. It was this a is, techno
3: song. It was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, now, Adam, we don't really know each other that well. So Not I think before we, before we get to your little big one, like, may we ask you what makes you tick?
2: Oh man. Oh goodness. What, what type of, how dare you? How do, how would you answer but that do in, you,
3: truthfully? Do you know
0: that that's supposed to be a positive thing? Because a man and I both thought it was negative.
3: Like what makes you tick? What ticks? You I off, didn't think it was negative. Only you thought it was negative. I knew I, to me it's like, what makes you tick is like, what drives you? I had no idea.
2: That is, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame you for not knowing that because there's plenty of things that, Any of us don't know at any point in time. This is how good I am at being inoffensive. (laughs)
1: He's (laughs) riding the line. line. Nobody
2: knows knows something sometimes. No, yeah, what makes you tick? I think that's just. Yeah, that's a good general. Like, yeah, what makes you, you? Which
3: I'll I... boil it down. I'll boil it down for you. Like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Where do you live now? Perfect. What are What are you into? Yeah. And like... favorite color. Favorite color, please.
2: Okay. Okay. Orange. And here's the deal. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I should have. Uh, I should have given everyone a chance to buckle up. It. <laughs> yeah. It was orange has always been my favorite color, and then there was like a pretty. Big chunk of childhood where I lied about it, where I like I knew I knew that I didn't think it was a cool favorite color. So I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to say blue. Of course, that's
0: what the kids want to hear. All kids. That's what kids think that they need to say. They need to say they love blue.
2: They want you to say blue and they want you to gel your hair up and they want you to wear your Abercrombie and Fitch. And I did, you know, none of it was me, but you don't want to be you. So that's, you know, that's what that's what made me tick when I was 12 for sure. Wow. Um I grew up outside of Boston in Newton, Massachusetts, and then I lived in New York City for 15 years close wow. to it, and I just 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 moved to Vermont, to Southern Vermont. <gasps>
1: wow. That's my dream
0: place to live. Yeah. Do it's you, a magical are you state.
2: I am loving it. It's me and my partner just moved here at like the end of January after spending pretty much a year not in the city because neither of our apartments were conducive to us being in the same place. So we lived with my mom for a while and we bounced around and it's, yeah, that like, A, having a year of not having your own space and then suddenly having your own space is so great. And then when you look out the window and that space is in the state of Vermont, it's even it's even better. Wow. So was there another quite There was another like sub tick question. I feel like I didn't get all of them.
0: No, I think you got it. Because the thing that I'm taking, uh, the thing that I'm taking away is that you love orange. I didn't hear a thing you just said. I just know that you love the She's color She's still orange. caught on
3: the orange. I
2: feel like I did it in the wrong order. And I should have even yeah. saved that for like the very end. What about you colors 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 colors?
3: I love green. I I love green too. I love blue. I don't I've notoriously never really had a favorite color. I know I look I look good in blue and I know that. It's unfortunate. Yes, cuz it my eyes. Mm. What a gorgeous color. <laughs> blue. But I also blue. love orange.
2: That's my favorite I color love- actually. Blue is my favorite
3: color. No, it isn't, Adam. No, yeah, no, 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 yeah, it is. I, know, I forgot. What it was He's is I forgot. He's changing his story. He's changing his story.
2: I forgot. It's blue, and I can skateboard, but I won't show you. <laughs> <laughs> but I can. Adam, mm-hmm.
0: Adam, we got to get to your little your your little big one. What Great. do you need help with? We're here to help. Please let us help you.
2: I. It's so. I mean, I'm so fortunate to be here. I tried to think of a dire one, and I couldn't. Which I think is, says good things about. Where I'm at in my life, but this this has been on my mind for a long time, and I think Maria, especially towards you, because of your your baking, your avid baking. Oh, you've is, been.
0: Have you been watching?
2: I I'm don't quiz me, but I know it happens. I I clicked around <laughs> and I know it happens, that's and fair. it's that's fair. it's. I've been cooking a lot to go back to the, you know, what are you into? That's sort of over the past year. We've been just cooking constantly because we can't go into restaurants. And so just trying to like learn how to make all the restaurant foods you miss and get into Thai food and Indian food and all the wonderful stuff like that. But there's something that happens when you look for recipes on the internet, you have like your trusted sources. So there's like, if Melissa Clark tells me to do anything, I'll do it. It doesn't matter how messed up it is. I'll do it. And then Mm -hmm. there's sometimes you have, you have ingredients and you're just like, I have polenta and I have this squash and I have this other thing. And I'm going to type that in and see what comes up. And then the results are all recipes on websites that are made by people. You don't know. Mm -hmm. And they're Mm -hmm. pretty. The websites are pretty. They like worked hard on them and they've given them names and the names are all the same. It's two things. It's like butter and scotch and porky (laughs) Porky and pine and it's all like very floral and and very good there's a million of them
3: you're totally right
2: and i feel my i feel this judgment creep in i feel this bias creep in and it's like but these are real people and sometimes they're good Mm. sometimes the recipes are totally good but just by seeing it's something i'm not proud of when i see it's sort of like where do we put our trust how do we like do i because I feel like the whole the whole Bon Appetit thing is a perfect example of like we shouldn't have been trusting them anyways. We're like, it's oh so yeah, hard.
3: please. But but the recipes on Bon Appetit, I mean, even though they they have their issues, they're pretty good and they're well like vested, you know. Super good, but yeah. I know what you mean, and I think what's going on is you're judgmental of bloggers.
2: Well. Yeah, that, sure. It, there's definitely a thing of like, well, anyone who takes the time to do anything, like <laughs> yeah. what,
3: what gives them should, the right? It should be, should be yeah. made fun of.
2: should be made fun of, <laughs> or it should it, be but, me doing it.
0: But Adam, I get yes. this, because fool me once, shame on you. Yes. You know what I mean? Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool okay. me three times, and still shame on me. Because... You get into these recipes where you think, oh, this, again, I I don't go back to the same blogs more than once, usually, because I've never had a really good experience with a recipe from a a blogger. I usually, but here's the thing. Can I give you the secret lesson? Yes. You have to read the comments. You have to read. Now, I get it. This is, this takes time. But if you if you don't read those 100 comments where someone goes, wait a minute, you said to put it at 425 and mine was done in 10 minutes at 350 and then they go, yes, every oven's different. So just, you know, uh, adjust it to then you're going, well, if I didn't read that, then I'm burning, then I'm burning because she didn't write that in the recipe. She wrote that in the comments or he
1: or Maria,
0: Maria, you're talking about baking, I'm talking about baking, but I'm going to let you in on something. I'm also talking about instant pot recipes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm also, I'm, you know, I, 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 don't go there just for baking. I look, and then it makes you go, "Well, God, then I'm not going to listen to anyone except for Ina Garten because anytime I make an Ina Garten recipe, it turns out beautifully.
2: Well, because she, the stakes are high for Ina because you know, you know, there's someone else in the house who has to eat that food. And if there wasn't Jeffrey there to sort of balance the scales, I think it wouldn't, there's these stakes. Oh, she'd She'd be be blogging. blogging.
0: Jeffrey wasn't there. She'd be blogging. Oh, she'd be blogging on the
2: street. It would, we, yeah, the thing I have learned is the worst. I think I'm the most judgmental of the websites that look very like aesthetically pleasing. Because the ones that look really bad often do seem to produce the best food.
3: Interesting, because maybe things can't be stylish and delicious. Because sometimes something that's messy actually tastes good. Like, did you guys ever see, uh, this has been made fun of a bunch, but Martha Stewart, before she got like a food stylist for her Instagram.
1: No. So she used,
3: she used to post like pictures. She would just like take a picture of her like half eaten like potato or whatever. And it would be like the ugliest picture, like the most unappetizing picture of this food. Like it was poorly lit. It looked disgusting. But she would just post it and be like, made, whipped up some potatoes. And then everyone would be like, this looks horrible. But I'm sure it tasted amazing. And now she's since worked on her web presence.
2: But I think that's better. It's ac- It's been sort of driving me up the wall, just thinking about how we're like supposed to Like, this isn't what it looks like. And it's one thing if it's a picture in a book, because it's like, I bought the book. I want it to be pretty because I bought the book. But now Mm -hmm. it's like you, you know, I follow a lot of uh, a lot of chefs on Instagram. I can admit that. And just if if the thing looks like a painting, it'll never be enough. It'll never look like that when I make it. Things don't look like that in real life. And food is supposed to go in your body.
3: I you know, see what you're saying. Now, is, I would. Say, you seem like a pretty competent chef, Adam. Like you're doing a, quite a bit of cooking. Uh-huh, I might uh-huh. suggest getting away from recipes altogether. Maybe try Amanda, branching out. I'm just careful, saying. Like I, th- th- see, this is what I'm saying, and same with you, Maria. Because when you're glued to the recipe, that's when things go wrong. And this is what we had her on the podcast, but Samin. You know, her book totally changed the way that I cook because now maybe I have the polenta and the squash in the fridge. I'll do a quick Google for ideas. And then I trust myself to know the steps to take to make that right for me.
2: You're absolutely right. And the other
0: thing is that I'm getting into now is tasting because for a long time, I didn't want to taste the food I was cooking because I was going, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> no thanks But now I understand that you have to taste as you cook And that's where all the flavor
3: comes in
2: That's true And especially as you eat It's, it's a really like key component of eating I've she found
3: did. Yeah. Well Maria doesn't eat through her mouth <laughs> I eat through my eyes
2: This. So I feel like we should probably scrap everything we've talked about so far Because that's pretty boring compared to Maria eating through her eyes. and I'd love to just focus on that for a while.
0: So, what is your what's your beef here that you don't want to be judgmental of these people or are you just asking for permission to be judgmental?
2: I'm I'm afraid I didn't have a good enough dilemma and I just wanted something to talk about with you.
3: You just both. wanted to talk about your recipes. We get no, it. I love talking about this stuff. It was something that grinded my
2: gears. I wanted, you know, there's a, there's I do think there's Yeah, it's a, it's about knowing who and what to trust and just, and I, yeah, I think sometimes I feel bad when I know that I'm being more judgmental than I have to be. Cause when you but feel bad right feelings, too. I don't know. It's, but it's, that it's like when you're like a, You're a kid and you learn about sarcasm, and you're like, okay, that's going to be my thing for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm going to be fantastic kid. That seems great. And then at a certain point, you know, suddenly you're 32, and you're like, oh, this is like maybe makes me feel bad most of the time because (laughs) it like sort of anchors you into a a pretty dark place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like that. I just want to let people do what they do, and not not a. You know, not hate them for it.
0: But you don't want to be bamboozled. No. And that's what some of these recipe
3: bloggers do. They bamboozle. Well, and I think a lot, of their, a lot of their recipes, too, are just derived from other recipes. Like a lot of that stuff you're going to find on, like, New York Times or yeah. something, you know. It's all so. the
2: same. There's only so many ways to roast a chicken. You kill the chicken, you put it in the oven, it's done. <laughs> but it's, I think, I think it goes back to what you were saying, Amanda. It's, it is like, you can't shut off your instincts. If your instincts, which yeah. is for how to cook and also is this person delusional in the way that they're like telling me about their children when I just want to know how to make oh, the God, corn scrolling cake. Scrolling
0: down, scrolling down past the, uh, my kid uh, g- got first place in the, and you're like, can you give me the ingredients? My God, I don't need to learn about your trip to Ojai.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, <laughs> I hope that helped.
2: It did help. I'm going to, yeah, I'm a changed, I'm a changed man. Thanks, big one. So
0: Adam, (laughs) now, now we need you to tell our fans, listeners, haters, that they need to subscribe, rate, review, and join our Patreon.
2: I'd love nothing more. This one, I feel like this one goes out to the haters. This is for, this is for all the haters out there. There's too much, there's too much for you to go around hating. Pick something else. Don't pick this. Pick something else to hate. There's so much out there. It's a beautiful world. It's teeming with podcasts. <laughs> and I I think that used to be a negative thing, but it's actually a good thing. It's like air now. We can just we can breathe them. So if you if you have a problem with the big ones, stop. Stop it. Appreciate it. Appreciate the things that are good and that are designed to be good. And then give them bits of your money incrementally every every month. And that's that's the haters and we can transition into the appreciators, which is, you know, thank you. Thank you for supporting good people doing good things. Don't don't change anything about what you're doing. It's about those haters who have probably turned this off already. I would say 5 minutes into the interview, honestly.
3: Of course. And we do like to suggest that, as just a jumping off point, people do give 20% of their income, uh, their yearly income, to the big one's Patreon.
2: Well, to each of us, if we, because that's a beautiful thing, is if each of us gets 20% of their yearly income, that's still like 80% left for their, you know, their taxes and their loved ones and whatever. Yeah. Do you, do you think anyone has any income anymore?
3: (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't think so. I don't. Unless Unless you're on unemployment.
2: Well that's true.
3: Well, with that being
0: said, mm-hmm. please put any money you have into our Patreon. Uh you get two <laughs> bonus episodes a month. Yeah, uh, yeah, what's nice
2: about supporting the arts is you don't have to support a lot of the arts. You just have to pick mm-hmm. one and then that's it'll right. sort of this isn't trickle down, but this is sprinkle out economics. So what happens is you yeah, you put most of your income into the big one's Patreon, and then that income sprinkles out. Because, I am i mean, I'm getting a pretty good chunk of that just for, for this appearance, and then the residuals are going to be mind-blowing from what I've heard <laughs> from other
0: guests. You're in for a rude awakening. What? <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break. When mm-hmm. we come back, we're going to have a very interesting big one. Babies...
3: Okay, we're back. Okay, so this is a big one from one of Maria's favorite movies. No, it's not. <laughs> this is a movie I watched last night, and it freaked
0: me out. It was on Amazon Prime. I put it on, not quite knowing what I
3: was getting into, and boy, was it nutty. And I've I've never seen it, and I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and say Adam has also never seen it, but I don't know. So it could know. be his favorite movie. Who knows? We don't know. Okay. You are married to a former NASA astronaut who was forced to retire years earlier so he could save his family farm, but he has never given up his dream of space travel and he wants to build his own rocket, despite the government's threats to stop him. Your spouse just took your three kids out of school to help build the rocket. And your credit card has just been declined because they are using up all the funds for their dream. What do you do? Do you allow your spouse to continue on their dream of space travel? Or do you hit the road running and take the kids with you? And this, of course, um, Adam, do you know what movie this is from?
2: No, It it sounds awfully familiar, though.
0: It's a movie called The Astronaut Farmer. Farmer,
2: yes, sure. Did not see it.
0: (laughs) And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's called The Astronaut Farmer. He works on a farm. He has a farm. Mm -hmm. And he's building a spaceship on the farm. So it's like The Astronaut Farmer. But his last name is also Farmer.
2: Right. Which if I didn't know any of that, I would think maybe it was about like an alien who plants astronauts and then harvests the astronauts. Exactly. To exactly. sell at the uh, farmers at the astronaut farmers market. That would be the yeah. sequel. that be that's a, sequel. a movie
0: the, I would watch. S- spoiler alert: mm-hmm. the end scene ends, <laughs> and right before credits come up, can you take a guess what song
3: starts playing?
2: Was it Rocket, Rocket Man?
3: Rocket Man. It sure was. Yes, it sure was. Um, okay, Maria. I, okay, I, I won't ask this. I have a question. I want to know if he gets to space. I well, do. well, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you
1: tell later. Tell us later. But, for,
3: but can yeah. we just say off the bat, like we'll just go around and give our first impressions and I'll start because I'm having a very strong reaction. <laughs> um, I hate it. I hate him. And this is ridiculous. You've pulled our children out of school so you can go to outer space. I'm just trying to f- keep my family fed. So let's grow up, get a job, and start being adults. Adam, what is your (laughs) what is your
0: out the gate?
2: Oh, what are they going to learn? What are they going to learn in school that they can't learn in space? You know, it's I think my real issue. There's really potentially three different dilemmas, depending on uh, the perspective we choose. So where, you know, this is framed and I'll I'll stick to this one because this is how it was you know put mm-hmm. put to me but this is I'm the I'm the I'm the wife and my mm-hmm. my loony husband is the one pulling the kids out of school wants to go to space if I'm one of the kids that's a totally different dilemma mm-hmm. and I think I would it'd be pretty easy for me to choose building the spaceship with my with my with my crazy dad if I'm the crazy dad, it's also an easy decision, which is like do you follow your dream or do you not follow your dream? You have to follow your dream. But at
3: the dream. at the ex- uh, not necessarily at the expense of your family, so that might that could also be an interesting choice too.
2: It well, unfortunately, if you believe in a psychotic dream so heavily already, <laughs> I think that doesn't even cross your mind. It's almost like logically it'd be wrong not to pull your kids out of school because who's going to help you build the spaceship ultimately? I mean, you're just a and humble astronaut say, farmer.
0: Hmm. The reason he pulls the kids out is because things start coming up around town saying like, you're building a rocket in your farm and people start talking. And then the head of the school is like, what's going on here? And basically doesn't understand his dream. And he, he pulls the kids out being like, you don't need to go to this school. This, this school doesn't understand dreams. You guys can stay home and help me build the rocket.
2: Who who's in who is in this movie? Is it I mean it's I know this is this is separate it's Billy but Bob would... Thornton. Right.
0: Billy Bob Thornton is the is is farmer, the astronaut farmer. And, and who's and his wife Madsen. that's in. Oh, uh, Virginia is she, Madsen. is she age appropriate? She's she's age appropriate and she's very understanding. She's very understanding. I feel oh, like Oh, and Bruce Dern is her dad and oh. he's he's around. He's Great. around. He, he doesn't like it though, does he? He honestly doesn't have an opinion on it, and I think he actually does kind of enjoy watching him build a rocket.
2: That's good. That's kind of against type for Bruce Dern. I think, well, I mean, how's the farm doing? Let's start there.
0: The farm is going to be taken away.
2: The oh, farm of course.
0: Because, and that's the reason he had to leave NASA was because his, I don't quite understand it, but the the farm was getting taken away and now they're they're going to take the farm away because the government's saying you can't do what you're doing. So he's- Wait, so
2: he worked for NASA. He did. So he's he qualified. He doesn't. But he oh, did. He's He knows oh, about space totally stuff. Qualified. He's not like- He
0: knows, he owns a space suit, Adam. He owns a space suit.
2: Dress for the job you want. That's what I always say. <laughs> Um hmm. Has there ever been a movie where the farm is just like crushing it? They're like doing really well in the farm? I can't think I, of a single one. No, Maybe but that'd babe. be a good movie. Maybe babe uh, I, oh the yeah, I babe
0: well? the farm's crushing it, except for those
3: wolves that come in. Oh no. Spoiler.
2: Let me know when we're let me know when we're doing that one.
3: Uh, I think we have done a babe dilemma. Am I crazy? <laughs> We definitely talked about it i
2: love how this is framed as like a uh a world dilemmas podcast but it's <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much just movies at this point which yeah. i appreciate we
3: don't know anything it's else. getting hard That's to great. think of them <laughs> okay but adam i gotta make uh, you just i, I gotta yes, make you your answer off the bat are you gonna let this guy build the spaceship
2: No, I'm going to, I'm going to sabotage the spaceship probably. (laughs) I'm going to do something. Yeah, I'm going to do something to it. I want, I'm going to do something to the spaceship and then pretend to be supportive of like, oh, that's a drag. That's a drag that something went like irreparably wrong, but we got to move on with our lives.
0: I I am going to say that this is Billy Bob's point of view in the movie when yes. Virginia Matson is kind of like puts him to the test because there is one scene Amanda where she does throw a plate. Okay, Just okay, one? so she, she throws one and then I think she apologizes. Oh my god, <laughs> come on! Um, he says, he says I'm basically not much. Okay, I'm going to tell you a couple things. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not much of a father if. If they can't look at me and see that I' I've got a dream, that's bullshit because I've got a dream. And then Bruce Dern does say to him, he says, what you've done with your family is you've gotten your family to dream together, and that's not easy to do because they're all working on a common goal. to which I say, well, you know, build a puzzle. You know, you don't have to you don't have to use up all the family's funds.
2: Build a puzzle, uh, I- put it in a bucket, tie the bucket to a balloon, Let the balloon go to space. Let it go. Your dream's in space. You did it.
0: The big question here is, you know, at what point do you give up your, do you give up your dreams? Is that necessary to have a family? What do you owe your family? Do you, are dreams meant to not be,
3: uh, uh, realized, gotten
1: to be broken? Amanda,
3: please. Yes. Thank you. No, that's what I was going to (laughs) say.
2: We should each say it though. So we have clean... In <laughs> yeah, case so we know. <laughs> yeah, and then we yeah. we can kind of cut between it.
3: Dreams are made to yeah. be broken. Maria, are you going to let this guy build a spaceship?
0: Like, what's your personal No, there's choice? no way. There's no way. There's no way. Because when she got to the grocery store, I'll tell you what, and it was declined. And she said, you know, uh, why don't you hold all this stuff right here and I'll be right back? I thought to myself, well, that would be it. I, you know, the minute that card was declined, I would... I would just be done. I'd be done. I'd say you can't, you can't.
3: And this is the thing I like, what if I'm just like trying to put it like, it's not a spaceship, it's something else. Like what if my husband came to me and he said like, it's my dream. I've been working on the screenplay for 10 years. I know this is going to be a hit a hundred percent. This is going to be a hit. I just need to take our retirement. I need to take the $80,000 out of our retirement fund to fund my movie. This is, has been my dream. And my to me, that's a hell no. Even if it's the best screenplay you've ever read. Absolutely, because the, I'm just like, it's just not, sorry, I'm maybe more practical than a dreamer these days, but I'm like, it's just not practical. Can't we have our dreams and also like be functioning humans in the world who can pay bills? yeah. And why is space so important anyway? Like, why
0: does he need to go to space to feel like a fully human, like a full human?
2: His life sucks. The the farm is doing nothing. And I would, I mean, I haven't seen this, this movie, but I I feel like his relationship probably wasn't in great shape at the beginning of it. So when you're in a bad situation, you try, you know, you invent what the escape is going to be and Mm -hmm. it's all around us. Space is, you know, it's the final frontier space was made to be broken there's a ray bradbury short story and i don't normally do this i don't normally like say things like that in the middle of a conversation Mm -hmm. but it's only because i read i read this book this past year because this was the year where i could read books again and first of all i didn't know anything about ray bradbury being such like an incredible science fiction writer he's so great just super like mellow, weird short stories.
0: Martian Chronicles, dude. Martian Chronicles.
2: I had no idea. And this is one. There's there's one called Dark. They were and Golden Eyed, and it's all about an Earth colony on Mars, and then the dude of the family like realizes they made a mistake going there, and he starts trying to build a rocket ship to go home. And I think it's a much better version of the movie that you're describing.
0: Because he was doing it for his family in that one. In this one, he's doing it just for himself.
2: I think so. It, even in the story, his family like wanted none of it. I think it really is like a parallel situation, oh. but there's something kind of... I mean, this is why, like, you know, I think this is what makes Ray Bradbury so cool. Is it's like, what about... Sure, everyone wants to go to space, but what about when you're in space and realize, like, oh, actually earth Mm. it was apollo
0: 13 much
2: yeah hello hello earth to to space earth to houston are you there earth to houston hello come in (laughs) so what about from the other perspectives though just like as you know playing a playing farmer's advocate what if you know you're the farmer what's the dilemma there and his name being farmer is so stupid. It doesn't need to happen. He's already a farmer. <laughs> no, I don't it did, get it. Did
0: not have to. I happen don't get at it. All it was so unnecessary. <laughs> oh. And I don't know if you guys have seen the poster for it, but it's him. Just could you look up the poster? Yeah, I I'm going to bring faces it up. when you look at astronaut farmer poster. Astronaut farmer poster.
3: Okay, you the
2: one on the horse.
3: Yeah. Why is he on the horse? A, what do you He's mean? He's an astronaut
0: farmer. <laughs> He's a farmer. He's this an astronaut. Is truly
3: disgusting to me because it's Billy Bob Thornton on a horse, sort of in the front, and then it's his family, Virginia Madsen, with like the kids, like in the background, like looking up at him adoringly, like there goes, daddy. And also, it's like a very bad Photoshop, where his face looks too big for the spacesuit.
2: Well, that might but, be the helmet. Just might do that. <laughs> I wouldn't hold that so, against him. F-
0: from the farmer's <sighs> perspective, I get it. I get it. There's a guy who feel like his life was taken away from him because he was an astronaut. He was on the road to go to space. Oh, by the way, Bruce Willis pops up in this movie. And it was a very beautiful surprise. It was kind of like, a, oh, daddy's here. You know, that's kind of how it felt. Mm. But... He, you've had your dream kind of ripped out from under you. You've got this family to support and you feel you're having a midlife crisis. Let's call it what it is. You're having yeah. a midlife crisis. And from the farmer astronaut farmer's perspective, hey, do I want to show my kids that I'm a bump on a log or do I want to show them that I have a dream and I'll do whatever it takes
3: to get that dream realized? I get that. And I do. And I, I understand we only have one life to live as far as we know. So I understand, and I don't think it's wrong to like prioritize your dreams. Like I really don't. I think in some ways that can set a healthy example for your family. However, When your dream is literally going to outer space and it's going to bankrupt your family, you need to reassess. And let me ask you this. What about his wife? What are her dreams? And what would happen if he wanted to go to space and then her dream was to go to the center of the earth? The children will starve.
1: (laughs) I watched that movie.
0: His dream. She a, she's a waitress, by the way, at a local diner. She's working her
3: ass off. Yeah, by the way. and she's got dreams. I guarantee you. But you can't fulfill your dreams, even if they're small, when your husband's trying to go to the moon.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Do you think twenty one ninety nine is too much for the DVD? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime free, baby. You, it, you, I'm telling you.
2: I know, but you look up the poster, next thing you know. It, I mean, it looks like it's in pretty good condition. <laughs> next thing
0: you know, it's in your shopping cart. <laughs> next
2: thing you know, you're watching it over and over again. I, yeah, it's tough. But at the same time, you know, hear me out. If he's, because he's already thinking this way. it's it, He can't change who he is, which means even if he doesn't go to space this time, he's going to screw up as a dad. In the future.
3: Oh, interesting. You're saying it's S- less about space and more about his void and his heart. And also, it's like,
2: if if my dad is eventually going to let me down, so I'm the kids now. If my my dad is eventually going to let me down in one way or another, wouldn't it be great if the last time I saw him, <laughs> he went up into space in like a, you know, make-em-up spaceship, and we have this last image of... Of dad, you know, seeing his dream through to the end. And it actually solves a bunch of problems where it's like, number one, he wasn't supporting the family anyways. So now he's out of our hair. Number two, we are inspired because dreams are possible. And maybe that then, like, becomes sort of a combo meal in our own souls of like, well, maybe my dream is to, like, be a supportive adult one day. And my wackadoo dad just proved that dreams can become a reality. If you work hard enough, and my dream is to be as different from him as possible,
3: mm. I like this version a lot, Adam, because mm-hmm. you're basically alleging that the family wanted him gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. In my version, Virginia Madsen's like pretending to fight it, but secretly like working on the spaceship when he's not there and like tightening all the Let's
3: get you up there. Let's get you up there.
2: Oh, well, if you really want to go, then you should go, I think.
3: I love this version. Maria, were there undertones of that in the story at all? No, there were no undertones. It was very, we
0: were very aware that the wife was nervous that he was going to die, that he was going to leave this family behind, that his kids needed him they were they were they were tying him to the ground he wanted to fly away and she was saying
3: don't you dare leave us okay so well now i think we need to know because we have to get to our dear big ones but before we give our final answers and i think we're all on the same page but maria does he get to space in the end well a spoiler
0: alert so you guys if you're going to be watching the astronaut farmer i need you got to just plug your ears for a second here Now, there was a sequence. Now, before the big sequence, there was a sequence that I was positive was a dream sequence, but it never ended. And then I realized it was just reality where one morning Virginia Madsen wakes up and he's not in bed. And she looks around and the windows blow in and the rockets going up. He didn't say goodbye or anything. Are you kidding? I was positive this was a dream. He goes up and then all of a sudden it tilts down and he starts going like a car. So it's like now just parallel or what is it? Is it perpendicular? No, parallel. Parallel Parallel to the road. And he's like going through the town. He's like a missile. He's like.
2: Did he accidentally build a car? i would love that movie
0: he accidentally builds a car and then for some reason he like detaches from it he rolls around and then she opens the capsule door and he's like bleeding and she's like don't you dare die on me don't you dare die on me and then he's in the hospital with tubes hooked up to him and all his kids are crying i can't believe he was gonna french exit he was going without telling anybody that's that's a russian
2: exit
3: so yeah, when, you go to, kid, when you go to space, when you go, when you go, when you, so when you're when at you go to a party space, in, in Russia and you just go straight up through the ceiling, yeah,
2: you just <laughs> <laughs> press the thing.
3: So then,
0: for some reason, they have enough money to rebuild it, what? and now the kids are like, "No, we're going to rebuild this baby, and we're getting you to space."
2: See, I and think my perspective is right. I think in that, I think that's when what I suggested is real. Where they're like, "I think dude, you're right." This dude's fucking up. Get him to space.
3: Get him out of here. He
2: The farm's it is done. It's crazy
3: he went into his spaceship alone. <laughs> no one was
0: even at like the command center because by the way, he hires his kid to be like mission control. He's mm-hmm. like 13, 14-year-old kid.
2: Does anyone play the kid who we know? Is that a like a fun kid actor? No,
0: his name's Shepard. Shep. That's what they call him. Mm-hmm. Like okay, Alan okay, Shepherd. Okay, but then does he get to space? He gets to space, baby. He gets to space and he, he, circ- he circles the earth and he tells his kids because they're on a radio with him. They say, they, he says, I wish you guys were up here. And then he loses contact for a little bit. But then he comes back in and the young girl says, daddy's here. Daddy's here. And then he, you know, he makes it home. Ugh, God, what a saga. So everything turned out a OK. And then, you know, they make millions off of this story, I guess. Mm, OK, that is a twist.
2: So the farm is okay, or they like become a become like sort of I know a media
0: he company. On, uh, he he. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, he ends up on
3: like Leno.
1: And so
0: that, I think the, so. It, I think oh, the farm's okay. We should
3: not be rewarding this behavior. This is what concerns me about our society. Because well, then this is a movie.
2: It's an entirely different society oh, this the is movie. A,
3: this is an allegory for this, 2021. Because then this dope is inspiring all the other dopes to think, hey, I'll go to space, you know. Meanwhile, you know, all the hardworking the damn women. <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway, we got to transition. But final answer for me, I'm, I'm discouraging my husband from going to space. Um, and then if it gets to the point, like how Adam is saying, then I say, you know what, you either go to space or I want a divorce. Or you say I need space, you need space, I need space.
0: <laughs> Adam, oh, what's your final answer?
2: Well, I feel like yeah. I feel like ultimately because I I disagree with with my husband's He's just he just let the farm The farm is the most important part. I mean, the farm is really the fifth character in this story, I think. And I'm tired of the farm not getting the help it needs. (laughs) Because you could also... Like, that's a dream. You can become really successful. You can become a successful farmer. If you were formerly an astronaut and then a farmer, you could even keep your name as the astronaut farmer.
0: That's absolutely right.
2: It seems like he wanted to be a farmer-astronaut. And that's not the name of the Mm -hmm. movie, dude. So... Yeah. No go. I mean, but I would, again, it's like, there's no, there's no good version of this. So I probably would hope my husband burned up in space. And I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on this DVD, but the one star, okay. rev- <laughs> the one star review reads, I ordered this movie for our anniversary. My husband had only seen it once a long time ago. I rented from Redbox and he loved it. We never received it. After several weeks, we did, however, receive a refund. I am scared to reorder for his birthday.
3: That's sad.
2: Scared, biker babe. That's who wrote it.
3: <laughs> she should be scared.
2: I'm gonna mark that as a helpful review.
3: <laughs> I'm taking the kids. Where are you Just going, so you guys? Know-
0: I'm taking the kids and getting the hell out because I, I, you know, I'll I'll say one, I'll say to him once, I'll go, look, you're spending too much money on this. I get you want to go to space. I'd be very understanding. And I'd say this just doesn't, you can't be dying. You can't, I can't raise these three kids alone. I can't, you know, you're, you're putting me in a position that's very hard. Maybe we can find a way where you, maybe you could teach space building, racket building, you know, maybe is there another way to get your dream realized that that isn't literally going to space? You know, I, if I wanted to be the Queen of England, it couldn't happen. Yeah,
2: I'm that's thinking, clean. Yeah. That seems like a, a yeah. clean analogy to me. I This makes me sad. <laughs> this makes me sad thinking about the guy who taught model rockets at my summer camp
1: because... <laughs>
2: It just makes me sad. He maybe wanted you know, cause to be. Yeah, because
0: he was he was an astronaut farmer, but he chose the responsible
3: route.
2: Oh goodness! Wow, this really was a big one. You're right.
3: Yeah, it is. It's it's to me it's pretty clear cut. I'm taking out a life insurance policy. I'm cutting. I'm cutting the wires. <laughs> yeah, of course,
2: everyone wins. That's yeah. a great. Yeah, you could probably. I mean, if I'm really smart, I start my own insurance agency that specializes in husbands with dumb, dangerous dreams.
3: Yes. That's the movie we need to be That's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for that, everyone. And now we're going (laughs) to get to our Dear Big Ones, which is our listener mail for the week. Okay, here we go. Dear Big Ones. This weekend, I experienced something that I hope will never happen again, but I wanted to see if I was overreacting in my head or not. So my niece, who is 10 years old, had a horse show this weekend where they ride and canter and stuff in front of a judge, blah, blah. Well, several of my sister's friends also came to the show. After the show, my niece dismounted her horse and was talking to all of her people that came to watch. I was standing... near three of my sister's friends when i heard them making fun of my niece the reason was that her riding pants gave her a camel toe this is why i had mentioned her age she had literally been on a horse for two hours i heard them saying things like god that is hurting me look at her camel toe and how does she not know and then they called my sister over to tell her that my niece's pants needed to be fixed they made a full scene of it to me, this was highly inappropriate for them to be making fun of her appearance right in front of her and about uh, and about six more family friends. They made no attempt to be quiet about it, even though to me nothing should have been said in the first place. All of what they said was heard by the group. So basically drawing attention to my niece's private. and to me, that is creepy. These were adults, one with their own child, my niece's age, making making fun of a child, no matter if it was my niece or not, it would have upset me. My questions are, am I overreacting by being upset? Should I tell my sister that what was said before they call should I have told my sister what was said before they called her over should I just let it go these are people my niece sees multiple times a week and supposedly care about her one is an elementary school teacher at her school i just feel the comments were extremely inappropriate given it's a 10-year-old girl i honestly wouldn't say anything to anyone any age that personal in front of people if anything i would pull the person aside but honestly it all just feels dirty please help well, I'll just start by saying camel toes are part of athletics. I've never been yeah. a part because I was a dancer. I also rode horses like gymnasts, like most sports people, runners. It's like camel toes are just part of it. And as the athlete, you're kind of like you don't care because everyone else riding a horse also had a camel toe. So that being said, I think these women were way out of line. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Get him out of there. Get him out of her life for good. This is yeah.
0: They don't. They're horrible people.
2: They really are. This is. It doesn't even. I mean, the fact that it's a kid is like twice as bad. Don't make a scene about anything about anyone anymore. Have we learned nothing? Ugh.
3: Ugh. Horrible. What a bunch of horrible people. That bummed me out. Yeah, it did. It's one thing. It's like her fly was down. You know, like something where you want to say like, give her a little. I got you, girl. And say like, hey, honey, like yeah. pull your pants down, like. But, but when you're talking about a camel toe, it's just like it's just a camel toe. Like, get over we it. We
2: should really be focusing on how we can get our rocket to space.
3: No, and the, more I, it, no, no, no. the more I think
2: about it, no, no, no. The more I think about it, it makes a lot of sense because you got to have a dream.
3: Do you bring it up to them? Do you uh, think? Is, do you think you bring? And this is where I think you're right, Marie. This is where the dilemma starts. Is like what's done is done. Uh, It would have been great if, and I understand why you didn't, it would have been great if in the moment you had said, like, hey, girls, knock it off, like, just leave her, you know, like, if you, I'm not saying you should have done that. I'm just saying that would have been, that would have been choice one. However, since now we're after the fact, I don't know what it's worth to, like, make a deal out of this, unless you want to mention something to your sister and just say, like, I just want to let you know, like, I thought that was, um... Inappropriate. Yeah, it's lose yeah.
2: lose. I mean, in the moment, I think there's truly nothing gained because there's the like third party of the kid. It's like anything yeah. that stretches that out makes that kid's life exponentially more horrible. Even yeah. if you think you're doing a good thing, and it's uh yeah. After the fact, sometimes if I think someone like really fucked up in one way or another, I will. Put it in writing because it's the only way to actually like yeah. it. Also, just like lays out the magnitude of the thing and lets someone read something in like a block, which doesn't give them mm-hmm. a chance to be like, No, but it was this, no, but it was this. Cause it's like you actually don't care their opinion on it at all. It's like so concrete that they were in the wrong because it's a kid and it's just a body and who cares? And just like don't make people feel bad. When you don't have to.
0: Yeah, it's ganging up on someone. It's just, it's just, it's them laughing at someone and thinking it's okay because it's like, oh, we're pointing it out. We're just, we're just pointing it out. No, don't point it out.
3: And Don't point it out. In like a big sister way is probably how they felt. Yeah. You know what I think might make you feel better, listener, is if you just sent a special card to your niece saying like how awesome you thought she was and like how impressed you were with her at her horseback riding show. So that way, if what it's what I think is upsetting you is that it could have tampered her, it could have affected her experience. Like if, because you're putting yourself in that position, like I would have been so embarrassed, I'd remember nothing else. So maybe instead of like even bringing it up to anyone because it's like what good is that going to do just reaching out to your niece with something positive will make you feel better well adam
0: this has been so i think we got to the bottom of a lot of stuff
3: i'm i'm
2: so much better i mean i can genuinely say i'm a better person now than before we started this
3: yeah. same we can too. do i we think we can tell
2: about me yeah you've, yeah you've changed. but thank you for having me on this is like so cool
1: Really? Oh,
3: that's, uh, well, you were lovely. And do you have, like, do you want people to, like, follow you on social media or check anything out online? No pressure if you don't. Oh,
2: no, no, no. Pressure. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love nothing, nothing more. I have an album that, as we're talking, not when people are hearing this, but as we, the ones who matter, are talking right now, it came out today. It came out today.
3: Today,
2: timing. Day. how and exciting is that? It's so exciting. It's one of the many reasons why I'm so thrilled to be talking to the both of you. Because then it's it's an hour when I'm not thinking about how it's doing in the world, but it's doing. You know, people like it and people are buying it. And the band's called Landlady and the album is called Landlady. And it's our fourth one, but it's self titled. Give me a break. And you can stream it on The Things or you can buy it on Bandcamp. There's a vinyl record. And we're, you know, I'm Landlady Band on Instagram and all the crap like that. But it's just, you know, I'm around. I'm very reachable.
0: And uh, can I, uh, let me ask a couple questions yes, here. Yes, please. If, are we allowed to like play a song at the end of this episode?
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, you can And do... which song
0: should that be? What song should that be? If you were like, like y- y- you go, okay, this song is going to get people into
2: it. Okay, are you ready for this the first yeah, the first song on the album is called the Meteor <gasps> space themed there's nice. more than one there's actually more than one cosmic title on it, but oh that one especially God. the meteor first song I love that song. I'm happy about it there's the inspiration for the song came it's not really i'd actually i don't think I could tell you what it's about, but I once a handful of years ago was in upstate New York at a friend's house and everyone was asleep. And I saw a fireball meteor in the sky where you can like, it looks like a cartoon. It's like red and moving slow. Wow. And it's such a beautiful thing. And then three to four minutes later, I heard this crazy sound and it sounded like truly the like world was shaking. And I looked up and I saw an airplane pretty high in the sky and I convinced myself I was hearing a plane because I thought I was being abducted by aliens. And then a few days later, I looked it up and a fireball meteor breaks the sound barrier. So you will actually hear it. If you hear it after you see it. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa <laughs> is right. It would, I would love it if you play the song and if people listen to the music and it was, yeah, it just, it makes me happy when people like the things that I make. So, if you don't like it, don't tell me.
0: That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You, don't ha- you don't have to say you don't like something. No one's asking, unless they are. And you guys can follow us at the Big Ones Pod on Twitter. You can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. Your, your big ones, your little big ones, your big, big ones. Please join our Patreon for $3 a month. You get t- two bonus episodes. Rate and review, please please and other than that Adam thank you so much for being on
2: thank you for having me this was so much fun
3: and thank, and you, thank you so much you for, listening, for to... listening to
0: and you can say this too Adam The One